Welcome back to Culture Hang with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture of any variety from any time, but usually from the week we've just had or the week before, or just generally in the month, because sometimes (laughs) we're a bit slow on the uptake. But hopefully we've got a topic that you want to hear about. Mm -hmm. And in the description of this podcast, there are various things linked if you want to know a bit more about us. And the best place to get to know is a little bit better is probably on our Patreon, which is linked there. Yeah, we do two bonus episodes per month. So if you like what we're about here, that's the best place to support us monetarily. Um, we do Bad Book Club, where we read what's considered like trash fiction. Uh, a lot of the times they're free. They're ebooks, so they're very accessible. Get them everywhere. Um, we read them on Kindle and Apple books. Um, don't know when that started, but it's just Always. our methods of reading them. Yeah. So if you're looking for your next thing to read and you don't really know and you just want something that's like fun, turn your brain off, head on over there. We've got a lot of suggestions, discussions, and let us know if you want us to read anything because we like reading <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, we also do Celebrity Corner where we talk about a celebrity couple, celebrity instant, celebrity moment. Very similar to the kind of deep dives we do on the main pod. But if you're wondering, why haven't they talked about this person? We probably have. They're probably on the Patreon. So thank you for just being here on the other end of listening to us uh, as we scream into the void every week. But if you would like to support us monetarily, that's the best place to do it. Or give us a five-star review, please, because we're that great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But thank you for all the support (laughs) that you give us. We really appreciate it. Happy Galentine's Gay. Gay. (laughs) Oh dear. <laughs> Don't. Um, happy Galentine's Day, I guess. Happy Galentine's Day. Day. And gay, but that. Yeah, both. Why not both? You're creating a whole new holiday. Oh dear me. <laughs> the way that came out was. Incredible. So good. Whoopsie. Happy Valentine's Gay. Happy Valentine's Gay culture gang. Yeah, it all it makes more sense. It's more yeah. coherent. We've changed the holiday name. But yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Or Valentine's or Palanst Palantines, my least favourite of No, I think the phrase We became aware of that because someone at uni uh decided that a group of men were gonna co opt to Galentine's Day out. And they were like, it can't remain Galentine's Day. It has to now turn into Palentine's Day. Yeah, um, I have no problem with men joining Galentine's Day if it can stay Can stay Galentine's. Day. This kind of merged into not really being a Galentine's Day celebration at all. Mm. Because it was just a night out. It was just a night we out. We just went on the town. Like <laughs> That's just not how I think there's something so wholesome about Galentine's. Because mm-hmm. so often it's just a night in. Like yes, I know sometimes yeah. people go for brunches or a meal. Yeah. But people aren't usually out, out for Galentine's. Like, they have Good a nice point. night in. It's cozy. It's yeah. nice. And a night out is just not it. Not the vibe. Not at all. Anyway, so what has been happening in popular culture this week? There have been, um, in this country, we have a royal family, of we have discussed before. I like uh, how you said that, like, in case anyone doesn't know. Brand new information. <laughs> anyone else aware that we have a royal family here? Um, but it was recently announced that King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Which, you know, anybody, anybody being diagnosed with cancer is a terrible thing. Yeah, I'm not sad. trying to tarnish it. However... The speculation that 
Trisha Paytas' second baby might be <laughs> the second coming of King Charles and whatever his prognosis is yes. in the next couple of months um, as she approaches her due date is... Ew. It's just weird that it happened twice. <laughs> the thing is, I feel bad because like she did she say when we spoke it. about it the other week, she yeah. was like, just let me enjoy my pregnancy. Yeah. And obviously I feel bad because like he has had his cancer caught early and the yes. prognosis I think is good. I haven't looked into it very much. And yeah. it feels weird to joke about someone's cancer because no, at the end of the day, it, anyone horrible. who has cancer is horrible. Like, yeah. I, you know, I f- would feel bad for anyone with it probably. Completely. So... But it's just the fact it's happened twice. Like, it's very, <laughs> it's hard not to joke about it. Like, when, as soon as I saw that headline come through on my phone, I just had to bite my tongue. I had to stop myself because there was a bit of me that was like, it's happening again. <laughs> it's how, I feel like, so bad. I didn't want to joke about that. No, it's but it how, was just like, weird. Who, did, who started this? Because I don't know. Who started the Queen, like, one? Because if we didn't have that, I wouldn't be in this situation now. That's such a good point. It was really, like, testing my, like, moral compass. It was like, (laughs) don't joke about it, don't joke about it. And so, yeah, I've I've held off. Yeah. But just know that... (laughs) Dying inside. Yeah, it's really difficult. (laughs) No, and it's just strange. Like, I think that's my predominant feeling about it. I'm just like, oh, God, the... (laughs) People are making the dots. And I don't... It's just a very strange thing all in all about... Absolutely. All but obviously, we wish Trisha Paytas a happy and healthy pregnancy. Completely. And we wish the king a speedy recovery, I guess, as with <laughs> everyone else with cancer. <laughs> like, obviously, I want you all well. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in Would a world that there were a cure without like, cancer. Honestly, you know? <laughs> let's keep working. Oh, did you see this, though? That I briefly saw this headline. There's these wolves in Chernobyl. This came out this week. There's wolves in Chernobyl that have like mutated or something. Okay. And so it's initially scary. It's like, oh. Yeah. But they have mutated to, I think, fight cancer. Wow. So potentially there's something there. That's wild. Mutant to think wolves that... could. Well, it's the like, like the levels of radiation that's still in the Chernobyl area and like the surrounding land, isn't it? That. Yeah. The fact that something can survive to adapt to that much the wolves radiation, well, it might that might be where the cure is for it because we might as well check it out. To see what you can. Nothing else seems to have done much, so <laughs> why not mutant wolf? But yeah, I, I hope there's something there. That would be great, wouldn't it? It really what would. What a great thing to come from a terrible, terrible disaster. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, the only positive uh, have you got anything else? Sorry for interrupting you there. No, it's all right. The um, I only discovered this this morning because you sent me a TikTok. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes and Jen Shaw are having a little fun gal pal time, having a Galentine's, if you will, yeah. in prison. <laughs> I, so- oh, I didn't know what twig that they were at the same prison. <laughs> so I had a couple of thoughts. The TikTok that I sent you, the, I think the caption was Jen Shaw pictured uh, prison. Yeah. No mention no of Elizabeth Holmes. No mention of Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> so I like, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, that's, you know, she's in prison. Yeah. That was, that was kind of an update for me because I hadn't caught, like, I hadn't kept up enough yeah. to know that she'd actually gone to prison. <laughs> so I was like, oh, mad, she's in prison. Then I clock who she's next to. <laughs> Immediately I'm in the comments and people are like, <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> the second thing that really caught my eye, um, 
why does Elizabeth Holmes look the happiest I've ever seen her? I don't know. It's... That, that was the thing that got me. It's like the way that they're <laughs> together, and, I, I, and it won't be this, but it does, the pictures do have a look about them that they would be conspiring about something. Yeah, yeah, they are plotting. Quite large. They are plotting. Like, you can just see Because they're both, it. like, fraudsters, right? Like Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> they, they, they're plotting the next great we're getting like Chicago 2 <gasps> they're about to do Cell Block Tango <laughs> the dirty bomb, 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 bomb. it's just it's the only thing that makes sense to me Richard yeah. Gere's walking in ready to <laughs> razzle take... <laughs> dazzle <laughs> Richard Gere was really good in that film he was and I you, really no one would have known I'm so heartened by the fact that he loved it so much he then went on and did it in Broadway afterwards because he just loved lovely. it isn't that nice that someone's mm-hmm. discovered a passion that you would never put them in mm. potentially you would never typecast Richard Gere as being no. like it's not campy in that but, no, but Chicago he's... itself is quite a campy story very campy and the fact that he found his true like a true passion in it I love that why do all the real housewives get to do a stint on Chicago and Broadway that is such a good question Sorry, I just I like it know. came full circle <laughs> to me that I was like why are they always in like I swear all the they real are, housewives have got a stint in Chicago at some point whereas I think in the UK on the West End it's always like Cory stars yeah it really is although who was who, so one of the real housewives was in a pantomime in the UK this year. Were they? Can't remember who it was. That's wild. We'll look into it afterwards because someone I know, will, um, you'll, you'll be shocked by that news. Katie Price was in a pantomime, and I would have paid good money to see it. <laughs> someone said they were money. like the best thirty-five pounds I've ever spent is to see our queen Katie Price in a pantomime, <laughs> like Jack I, and the Beanstalk what, or something. <laughs> mm, that's what pantomime is. Like that's what it should be. The thing that I've been seeing this week is um, so Deconta. <laughs> Deconta Johnson. <laughs> to Johnson. Dakota Johnson um, is continuing to do her press for Madame Webb. And it's kind of going down with mixed feelings. So I've seen people talk about it on Twitter and be like, mm. she's so iconic for this. Okay. And then other people on TikTok have been like, ugh. My personal feeling is I don't love it. Like, obviously, some things she does are, like, pretty iconic. We can't yeah. deny but so for example one of the things that some people have said is iconic some people mm, less so she was asked about the nepo baby debate <laughs> so once again daughter of melody Mel- why can't i say anyone's names melanie griffith yep. and <laughs> son of daughter of don johnson as well those yeah. are both her parents and yep. also her grandmother is tippy hedron yes so it's like a dynasty she, she's third gen Nepo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she was asked about the debate, which she said, when that first started, I found it to be incredibly annoying and boring. Like, if you're a journalist, write about something else. It's just lame. Like, actually, stop okay. it. It's just lame. And mm. then, yeah, I don't know. I don't... Cause She'd stop being asked about it if she just did the, oh, yeah, obviously I had some um, privileges privileges when getting in. You know, the typical response when I got into the business. But obviously I've had to work very Mm. hard since. Otherwise I wouldn't have be able to maintain my career (laughs) of being in Madam Web. You know, like it takes two minutes and then she doesn't have to answer the questions anymore rather than the, it's lame. Like, and yeah, to be honest, like at this point, 
asking every celebrity what they think about Nepo babies is like getting a bit repetitive. But it's a very twenty twenty two thing, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. But you know, just respond to it like that and you can yeah. move on. I think they're gonna keep asking as long <laughs> as people are denying it. Well they it. know she they're gonna get like a weird reaction from her so that she can that's the headline. Like she's giving them what they want in a way. And I think like the they always think I think like actors think that the like their response is well you know a lot of people go into the same professions as their parents i don't think mm. anyone's denying that but no. they're just saying like all you have to do is recognize that it was a little bit easier for you yeah yeah that's it so and there was just a couple of other things where i don't know i can see how there's a mixed response of people being like mm. it's iconic and other people not finding it well she's so much she was also like slagging off her work on the office I don't know if you saw I that. I did see this, but also I do agree with her on this. But I, she said that no one really spoke to her when she did, like when she did it. Okay. But I kind of took that more of, well, if these people have done this show for however many yeah. years, they're probably just chatting to each other, yeah. rightly or wrongly. But she is purely in the background of that yeah. last episode. <laughs> She's literally just walking around in the background. <laughs> it's such a small part as well and i'm just like it's what's the i don't know she's kind of she's gone through her like different peaks and troughs of relevancy Mm. and iconicness and you know it began with like what she calling out ellen which i think will always be iconic people started to love her like very um like basic looks at farmer's market and wanted to emulate that and then the limes the limes <laughs> in the kitchen but then it was like no that was made up yeah that was made up and i think she broke the trust and but maybe it was on purpose because she was like oh i don't want to be relevant i don't want to be authentic i just want to you know she just wants to be dakota johnson she just wants to be dakota I think johnson it's difficult because i do see some clips of her and i'm like she is funny like i think she's funny i think she's quite dry which is idolize her because <laughs> i know that there's this like one quote that i always come back to about her talking about like the Me Too movement. Yes. And, and yeah. I, I just come back to that a little bit. So it's more of just taking celebrities as they are and being like, that's just a human. Yeah. She did a very privileged one human. Very iconic thing. Yeah. And <laughs> I, maybe she'll do more, but yeah. she, it's just fine. Okay. Right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, this whole like episode is kind of a pop culture moment of the week as well because yeah. there are many. Um, webs and tangled bits of it particularly around taylor swift that i kept seeing on my tiktok but it was actually quite nice to sort of recap and see the big wins at the Grammys mm. itself because i think the taylor swift stuff has just dominated and that might just be my for you page but the debate is like relentless about that but and here's the thing i just don't care that much about it <laughs> like i don't think it's a fruitful debate no. Like, I just don't think it's the most fruitful debate, is what I'm going to say. And we'll get into it. And yeah. I'll explain more why I think that. Yeah. But essentially, I just don't think it was as dramatic as people <laughs> potentially thought it was. I think just, yeah, we'll get onto it. We will. But I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was Miley Cyrus's night. Yeah. I, I just, it made me so happy. And I think, like, I could watch her performance. Mm over and over again like yeah. I, so she just so many good things happened for miley cyrus at the grammys this year so 
in my opinion, she was just giving pop star. Yes. Like, I think she was giving yeah. traditional pop star being iconic. Yeah. So, for example, she wore five different outfits. <laughs> that's pop star. How long is this event? Like, that's why. Not I'll... long enough for five outfits. <laughs> but it's she's treated it like it was a stadium tour, well, that's wasn't it? What, yeah. Like, the Grammys used to be, like, you know, like, I think 2008, that sort yeah. of era. Like, people would come and have so many changes at the Grammys. <laughs> but I just don't think we've had that in recent years. No. So I enjoyed that coming back. And then, obviously, she wins her first Grammy. She does! Which is amazing. Although, I will say, certain um, songs of hers, I do think, have been robbed. And I was surprised that what won the Grammy was Flowers. Because yeah. I think, good song and things, but I just think over her career. It came out... It was literally like January 23. So I think because it came out such a long time ago, I'm like, and it's not a long time ago, but quite a lot's happened in the rest of 2023 that I'm like, I agree about the other songs in her discography. Probably if I would have been like, that's much more iconic, but I can, I'm glad that this has won it. I think she was robbed in her wrecking ball era. And I've always thought that I think people just weren't taking it seriously, but I actually think like bangers and stuff like that had some bangers, if you will. (laughs) And then also like the era that she did kind of with Mark Ronson as well. I think that that was pretty incredible. I don't think she has been recognized, so I was happy about this. Um, So she won record of the year and best pop solo performance for the song Flowers. What's the difference between record of the year and song of the year? Don't know. Don't <laughs> care. <laughs> no, okay. I do care, but like I I actually don't know. Like some of these awards are so stupid. I'm not funny. I'm so happy Miley Cyrus has won. Yeah. But some of the awards I'm like I actually I take that back because it's good for everything to be recognized just because I'm yeah. ignorant to it. But it's just there's a lot. The caveats of it I was reading it, I was like Surely a record of the year is the same as song of the year, but they're different. <laughs> they're separated. I don't understand. Like, I just, no, <laughs> don't get it. So she arrived. She was wearing Mason Margiela. So love already a good start. And she initially does something quite iconic because she gets on the red carpet and she's like, iPhones? Because um, she was confused <laughs> why people like the paparazzi had iPhones. Okay. So she like walks out and is like, iPhones, which I just loved. I thought that was great. <laughs> Like, cause hey, like about- you slackers. <laughs> Which things? I suppose like you think you're gonna walk out to like snap, 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 snap. Yeah, snap. yeah. It's just some people on their iPhone. Do they pictures? Is that what happens nowadays with a modern paparazzi? They just have an iPhone camera. Well, I guess so. Because she said iPhones, and you can see her sort of looking around, and then she goes, "What is that?" So maybe it's kind of a new <laughs> thing. Weird, but strange. Um, then obviously she does her performance, and I just feel like at this point. I start to really see the influence of Miley Cyrus having Dolly Parton as her mm. godmother because <laughs> I just think, again, she's truly giving pop star, yeah. but she does it with like a kindness and funniness mm. that I think is quite unique yeah. and quite Very unique Dolly. to like Dolly Parton. And yeah. I do wonder if there's been a, like an element of advice there. There must be, because I think they've always worked closely together. They've always been very like involved. Um, I just, I think there must, she must look at her and like, as like having an access to Dolly Parton must be amazing. Like, yeah. because as a, like a family member. Yeah. But I just think that she is, Dolly, everyone loves Dolly still. Dolly has been around for such a long time. Yeah. And she's still considered this like kind, thoughtful person who does good with her money. Yes. And her talent. Yeah. And is still producing and still making. 
it makes sense that she would look to Dolly because her dad is making strange choices with being like a controversial person oh, yeah. and strangeness. So it's like, well, I'm not going to do what he's done. <laughs> I've got to do what my aunt do, Dolly has I done. I've got to look to someone else because interestingly, she didn't thank her dad in mm. her speech. And while you might be like, oh, she forgot, she specifically named everyone and then went, <laughs> I don't think I've forgotten anyone, (laughs) but I might have forgotten like underwear or something like that. (laughs) So I think that was quite intentional. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'd love to know the, like what's going on with that relationship. But then there's the performance she does of Flowers where I just feel like if I was Liam Hemsworth, I'd be a (laughs) bit like, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Whoopsie. (laughs) Whoopsie. I'd feel proud maybe. Like, you know, like some sort of sentimental. Yeah you know watching on like he's just watching with i assume he's got another girlfriend and he's yeah like, oh, see me cheesing on her a lot it really helped in the long run <laughs> i'm not saying he did cheat but the sunflowers seems to suggest that suggest. he did um but just the way that she sings the bit of the chorus and then she's like i just won my very first grammy as she's singing it it's pop star yeah like it's pop star and yelling at the malls being like don't pretend you don't know this song pop star love it it's so good <laughs> so i just truly feel like it was her night like yeah. as much is like this taylor swift stuff has been dominating like news and headlines yeah it was miley cyrus's night i just think it was like i yeah. i think it was her night I think everyone was happy for her. Yeah. Everyone was like on Twitter saying, um, sorry, X, um, <laughs> talking about, you know, watching Hannah Montana and they're mm. like, and now she's finally got it. And yeah. yeah, she's been nominated. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was just really sweet. I think everyone mm. was happy for her and general consensus was deserved. Definitely. Which I don't know that we always come out of the Grammys feeling. No, and it's always album of the year, which obviously we will get into, but... I think my highlights were um, the performances from Tracy Chapman and Joni Mitchell. And I'm always going to say Joni, but Joni Mitchell had an aneurysm in 2015, yeah. which left her like unable to speak, never mind sing anymore. Yeah. And the fact that like nearly, what, nine years later, she can still sing. Yeah, and literally. It's, like it, she can still sing. Like that's amazing for an 80 year old to sing that. And it's, I think she wrote it when she was like 23, both mm. sides now. And hearing her sing it at different points in her life is just so like, when people talk about, I don't know, womanhood and a, yeah. a kind of a collective voice, having someone like Joni Mitchell that's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. No, I just I think it's, yeah. I just feel so emotional when I think about Joni Mitchell because just her like immense talent and the fact that her again like dolly her like career has spanned for decades has been Mm. so influential and there she is 80 years old singing her wonderful little heart out and i just love her i love joni so much um and tracy chapman who doesn't perform very much not performed in like since 2009 i think which is wild it's such a special thing well like not to see her perform i guess she may have done it in private private performance but i think it was 2009 Mm. yeah i think that was like yeah last tour 2009 um so i think just having like young women at this and like obviously Billie Eilish won for Billie Eilish has got like nine Grammys or something insane even though she's only mm. 22 because of her talent but having like such an array of women being honoured 
at different points in their career it really just and everyone keeps saying like it was the year of the woman at the grammy and i feel like it was massively represented yes i think more so than in the past complete well because some shithead who got me tooed because he was a dick uh what was his name it, neil portnow neil portnow um in 2018 not that long ago he told female musicians to step up in response to a question about the lack of women with lack of women winners um and yeah so he had to step down because of his uh conduct yeah (laughs) accused of sexual assault in a lawsuit filed in november and then i mean a spokesperson for port now uh said they were completely false but we believe women um Steve, Stevie Bridges? Why can't I talk? Phoebe Bridges. Stevie Bridges. Told him to uh, rot in piss, even though he's still alive. So I was like, good on you for bringing that up because I don't think people have dwelt on it enough. We talked about it before. We will we have talked to give about ourselves it. credit, but I think we have discussed this man. <laughs> we will. I like... remember the. I swear, I remember the quote, and I think we had yeah. like, don't go and listen to it because it won't be that good. But I think we have an old episode <laughs> on like award shows, just mm, in particular. So I think terrible, we've spoken yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did seem more so that they were being recognised than in other years. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know that, like, the full... I don't know that it was like, yes, Grammys now. Like, the Grammys is still not my favourite event. No, the... but I think as well, like, the kind but of... it's better. The amount of, like, behind the scenes that sort of became revealed as well, particularly around the album of the year, which we will get on to. I know we keep, like, yeah. <laughs> edging it, but... So I want to talk about, like, the the high highs that happened. Well, I think, like, it. the kind of one of this isn't necessarily high but then this kind of more representative for why i've got issue with the grammys um is when jay-z went on stage (laughs) and he won his um he won dr dre's global impact award yeah and so he goes on stage and he takes blue ivy up with him which is initially so sweet and then I'm like this poor girl I know like poor girl because like we've all been embarrassed by our dads and she's on a stage <laughs> she's on the ground looking like she wants to go sit with her mum I know so basically what she's the- only 12 she's so young oh I know but she's so talented as well I oh, always completely. think that like um I just, she's incredible. She is incredible. She is, yeah. And she just looks so graceful. Yeah. It is incredible. But yeah. he goes up and he says, obviously it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion based, but some things, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, <laughs> but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So that's in, um, that's like, he's obviously addressing Beyonce yeah. and the fact that she's never won album of the year. Yeah. So he said, so even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. And then he just randomly goes, some of you are going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> And then he just went, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. (laughs) Panic. But like, I think, I mean, um, Beyonce was not nominated for Album of the Year this year anyway. It was more Renaissance last year that lost out to Harry Styles. And I, I, you know, people had differing opinions on that. I know Renaissance wasn't for everyone, 
but it was for me it was for us <laughs> and, and, no i think he's right like about saying like by your own metric it doesn't work she's yeah. won i think she's won the most is it the most grammys of everyone yeah she's got like 30 something grammys but not album of the year like yeah. it doesn't make sense like I, yeah. and it's just stuff like that like yeah. there's certain people that i think have not been recognized enough and i know mm. like even um jay-z recognizes it there by being like you know I get that it's subject. What does he say? Music like, subjective. Yeah, like, and I do get that. Like, sometimes you're gonna love something, and other people aren't yeah. gonna love it. And I, that makes sense. But there's just some things that don't quite add up. Yeah. With the amount of like attention certain music gets, yeah. and the success of it, and then it doesn't get reflected in certain awards. Completely. So that's always been a sort of issue. But yeah, I think it was um, quite comical to see him <laughs> embarrass his daughter. <laughs> Um, in front of everyone and but she she looked amazing and obviously very graceful um for literally a child and very talented still so he was like he what he reminisced about using one of his previous grammys for as a sippy cup for blue ivy it was just giving like embarrassing dad because doesn't he say like (laughs) but she's obviously too old for that now she doesn't have it anymore she's got her own grammys to be fair that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and yeah beyonce, so beyonce has 32 grammys in total which i just and think she is... doesn't have album of the year like and i just mm. think for me like those lemonade <laughs> how does lemonade no. not have album I of know. the year it makes no sense like it was it was the first of its kind yeah like it did something completely innovative and i, mm. I don't know that's my issue with the grammys and i've never quite amongst other things but like i've never Never forgive really, I've never for forgiven Beyonce. it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's completely fair. The only other thing um, I wanted to mention, so they had like a lot of, I don't want to call them, was, were they, they weren't like people paying tribute, but a lot of people singing other like, people's it, songs. I think it was that in memoriam section. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, that's correct. I don't correct. think they called it an in, in memoriam section. But it essentially but it is. is. That. <laughs> so Annie Lennox was doing a... Um, homage to Sinead O'Connor because obviously Sinead O'Connor died last year and um, in her you know speech or something at the end or just like a sign off she calls for she says artist for a ceasefire which I think is amazing and yeah (laughs) I think it's the most fitting tribute she could have given right because of like the amount of persecution that Sinead O'Connor faced from Mm -hmm. Everybody. And they're forgetting that. Yeah. They're like, we really appreciate her now. Well, And also her conversion to Islam, which mm. like, you know, we call her Sinead O'Connor. We don't call her by the name that she took for that. But they cut her mic. But a lot of um, some artists, so like Boy Genius, they were wearing a pin that said us for a ceasefire as well. So they were like yeah. little kind of intrusions into that that you did have to sort of search for. But Annie yeah, Lennox but I- on the stage going... Artists for a ceasefire. I think was. Annie Lennox is a demonstration that they all could have done more. Oh, 100%. Like, opinion, I understand Boy Genius and things like that. Like, if you're. But then I was going to say, if you're early in your career, you need to establish yourself. They are pretty established. Oh, but completely. then, like, I think if we look at um, what happened to, like, the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. I understand the fear is that yeah. you might be, like, blacklisted for completely. however long, but, you know. Some of them definitely have the platform. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I thought it was like so good that Annie Lennox used that platform. And yeah, yeah at the same time, just such a fitting tribute. Because yeah. I know some people were like, eh, maybe you shouldn't do that when you're paying tribute. I think that's part of the tribute that. Hey, do they know anything about that. Sinead? No, <laughs> of course not. Taylor Swift. Yeah. 
wins album of the year mm-hmm. for midnights it's her fourth album of the year win which means that she has won album of the year more than anybody yeah. ever which you know in terms of achievements well done massive achievement yeah. you know rightly very very proud of it she would like she would be proud of it not that i'm proud of her for it like <laughs> i've got, got no skin in the game <laughs> you, you didn't win it <laughs> um so <laughs> there are so many bits about like the clips and i'm yeah. sorry if you haven't seen the clips at home go watch the clip and then it will make sense because i'm gonna try and badly describe <laughs> i thought you were being like sorry there's gonna be spoilers <laughs> <laughs> so that happened like, like go watch a week it ago. then come back <laughs> <laughs> so taylor swift is announced as the winner she sat on a table with like jack antonov lana del rey mm. probably other people from their team can't remember any of the names i'm so sorry everyone she like is she can't believe it yeah she gets up she's thrilled she then proceeds to drag lana del rey no she she leaves first she yeah. starts walking away turns around and goes where's lana goes back grabs, grabs her, her drags her on the stage for a reward that Lana was also up for and didn't mm. get. So this is the bit that my like girl heart just goes out to it because I'm like, oh my god, if anybody did that to me, I would never forgive them. And I yeah. And like Jack Antonov and all that is Lana's team as well. They all so they feel... also produced her album winning the award for a different album <laughs> i guess i'm in like two minds about it because i, I know people hated this like they really yeah. didn't like it and i, I can see why like it comes it comes across weird but lana del rey was on that album she is also like, on, she's the, album, on yeah. the album yeah and so i think maybe more appropriate would have been if they just had a big hug or something like that yeah but and i do think like taylor swift has done things that need to be criticized yeah I think if she'd have done nothing, she would have been criticised because they would have been have like, but Lana was right on the album yeah. and she deserves some recognition And for she's that like well. sat alone at the table while the yeah. rest of the team is up there. And then yeah. as well, Lana Del Rey has like spoken about this mm. and said that she was not unhappy about it. I think she said, I literally just loved being there. Oh. I love to see everyone get the tea and hang out, get dressed up. I literally did not feel one ounce of negative emotion <laughs> at any point in that award ceremony it was just pure funniness and laughter Aww. so i think like at the end of it and also i trust lana del rey to say something if oh, she's completely. annoyed at a situation yeah. we all remember <laughs> the famous speech that she wrote about what was it like her feminist rant oh god was very anti question the culture came across a bit racist <laughs> so i trust that she probably would speak her mind in this situation yeah it, it does come across a bit weird that she, like, drags her up on stage, especially because she doesn't look thrilled to be going No. Well. But if I was Taylor Swift, I think there'd be a bit of me that's like, it's because she's being modest? Like, yes. I don't know. I can see why yeah. you would do it, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. Oh, no. But I think, like, again, like, the Grammys have never recognised Lana Del Rey, mm. and that's on the Grammys. That's not Taylor yeah. Swift's fault. Like, the Grammys... Well, because as well there's a leaked mm-hmm. um is it an email is it like a memo i don't know what it is i thought it was that someone had just asked about the process oh, okay. when it comes to like what is the it? voting yeah the do? voting and who votes and yeah. why they vote and somebody one of the voters i think there's like eleven thousand people that are on this panel that make the decisions for these different uh, awards had said that they've like voted for taylor even though they didn't really want to vote for taylor but they voted for taylor anyway for album of the year 
And one of the reasons is that they would never vote for Lana Del Rey because of her SNL performance in like 2009 or whatever yeah. it was where she sings video games and she was like mostly torn apart on the internet for that performance. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even that bad. And also, um, Kristen Wiig, like I think the next week, does the an impression of Lana Del Rey. Um <laughs> on SNL mm. but like essentially like she is semi-mocking her but also standing up for her and that yeah. performance at the same time and like if they were able to do that within a week and the Grammys haven't been able to get over years, it in decades. years like <laughs> maybe sort your priorities out especially yeah. like <laughs> the Grammys gen- genuinely like nominating people who have the dodgiest history yeah. like actual like criminal <laughs> records and they're like we forgive and we forget yeah Lana Del Rey one bad performance they're like we simply can't get past that I can't I will never forgive we her for it we can't move on from that <laughs> I'll like, never also, vote like, for of it all the things in like again yeah that she's the done big speech she did the little, like, yeah. written down thing they're like mm, we can deal with that yeah the SNL performance however unforgivable no, I think it's a weird take and I, so yeah I blame the Grammys more than anything I see both sides on that one I do think like she did look uncomfortable being pulled up on stage but yeah. at this point she said she wasn't so you gotta trust what the person's saying I, as well and I trust she would say if she yeah, if she yeah, had yeah. felt uncomfortable I think yeah. we would have got we would have heard about it she was probably just sad she didn't win which is fair fair I'd be sad if I didn't win you know um <laughs> the other thing is the, I can't remember who Taylor Swift is looking at and smiling mm. at, but she's looking behind her. Um, Celine Dion is presenting the award. And Celine Dion, very famously, um, in the past like six months or so, has been diagnosed with stiff person syndrome, yeah. which I don't know the specifics of, but obviously it, it will be some kind of like central nervous system debilitating it's like thing. It's an autoimmune thing. Autoimmune, yeah. yeah. And... Taylor Swift doesn't look in she doesn't look at Celine Dion as she's standing there she just grabs it (laughs) not looking at her face and it's just bad optics I think I think it would be like I can imagine these kinds of things are so overstimulating yeah and there's lights there's a there's a camera crew on you there's all these different things but It, it certainly looks, looks bad. It looks so bad. It looks, it looks so like, bad. But you know when people are like, oh, don't be rude to your servers. Don't be rude yeah. to like, you know, anybody else. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say she was overwhelmed. I guess you, even if you win four <laughs> album of the years, you still yeah. get overwhelmed. You can be overwhelmed by um, these things. There, I've seen it because initially people are like, oh, why didn't she hug her? And then I saw some people saying that apparently beforehand there had been word put out that Things can trigger Celine Dion's. Oh God! Um, this poor stiff, woman. The fact person. she was there oh, was it amazing. Stiff person syndrome. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Uh, thrilled she was there. Completely. Very happy to see her. Yeah. Thrilled. Happy she seems to be doing well, or yeah. at least a little bit better. But apparently, certain things can trigger it, mm. and like I think it's if she's like not overstimulated, but if right. someone were to hug her, too I much. think in that environment it could trigger it. Was what yeah. I'd seen. So Which, they were saying know. that maybe like. Or someone seemed to have a sore. It's just been said, don't touch it her. Had don't. Been, they had been informed, like, yeah. not to do it. Yeah. That I can get. She does look, she never looks at her, which no. I think I have an issue with. And then, I, I guess, again, I'll give it to her. Maybe it was just an overwhelming thing and she yeah. forgot. But when Mariah Carey had given Miley Cyrus her award, yeah. she had made such like a deal about mentioning it in her speech. Yeah. And I think it would have taken a minute to just yeah. be like, I'm so thrilled to and see Celine's here. Celine Dion yeah. here giving me the award. It would take two minutes. 
Yeah. Like, and, and I know she has to thank a lot of people. And again, it's overwhelming. And she's midway through dragging Lana Del Rey on stage. So that must have took some energy. So I get it. But I think just a... An acknowledgement that she was even standing there. was so there. happy to see, like... And, like, she'd received, like, a standing ovation when she'd gone yeah. on. So it's like, you're aware Celine Dion's yeah. there. Yeah. So I guess maybe just nerves got the better of her. But then, so another thing that people are unhappy about... <laughs> so many! <laughs> I think... And again, it's just a thing that I see both uh, sides of. So when she's up there having won Best Album of the Year, she um, goes, um, she's thanking her fans. She says, so I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out on April 19th. It's called The Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. So some people are saying it's in poor taste to yeah. when apparently this is just the etiquette of the Grammys. Yeah, it's in poor taste to when you've won best album, <laughs> announce a new album. Yeah, other people have said she's not the only person to have ever done this. Okay. It's happened before, and it does happen. Like, yeah, some um, singers and musicians at the Grammys have like you know shown their full music videos. Like it's not okay. unknown for people to announce things. market themselves. Yeah. I think the reason the audience looks so unhappy when this happens, because they cut to people's faces and they're just looking like, right, is they like they know that when they turn up to the Grammys mm. next year, they're not winning either. Yeah. Like they're like, we're yeah. losing another year. Yeah. Like you can't compete with a new Taylor Swift album. No. You know that if you've got anything Clearly. coming out around April, yeah. you're not gonna be that recognized. No. No. And I think maybe they're just tired. <laughs> they're tired. Like, can you think of, about the expectation? Mm. Taylor Swift is on her massive era's tour and managing to destroy the environment at the same time. <laughs> suing college students. Suing college students for <laughs> writing down public information about where she's flying and how long or yeah. her lawyers are or whatever. Yeah. And she's re-recording all of her previous albums yeah. at the same time that she's writing completely new albums and making elaborate, you know, she's videos direct for a film. them. She's directing and writing a film. It's relentless. She's putting out. She's become the most uber capitalist person ever by putting out, <laughs> you know, bonus upon bonus upon yeah. bonus tracks and like buy new more, buy more, vinyls, buy more, new yeah. cardigans, like yeah, you, like. And then imagine you're a musician yeah. and you've made one album in four years <laughs> and you've done one tour. Yeah. It comes out the day after. <laughs> you've just got like, oh, I've got April 20th in my head. No. You feel so inadequate. Yeah. And you know that you're being set up for failure. Yeah. I'd look miffed. I'd be like, because it's kind of like. Well, it's her peers. That's the difference, isn't as it? As an outsider, I don't really care. Because I'm like, I don't know the etiquette of the Grammys and oh, yeah. it's not my business. However, the way I can think about it is like, if you're in school yeah, and you know that person that just seems to like, they're, they're a nice person, yeah. but they seem to just get every award. Like yeah. they're the best in every class yeah. and they kind of like swan around, they're the best in every class and they're like, and I didn't even revise for that, but they're so <laughs> genuine about it and they're so yeah. nice. But you just stare at them like, <laughs> so annoying. Like you need to leave. <laughs> Like, you actually get out of here, and, like, you'll you'll do so well in a test. You're yeah. like, oh, I've got 90%, and they're yeah. like, well, I got, like, 100, and I didn't even try. And you're like, I'm so happy Like, how much you. do I have to keep trying to just get second best? Yeah. 
so I can see why they look miffed. Yeah. But I don't know if I care enough. Well, again, it's like being miffed in a sense, it's a different thing about, you know, the Grammys having like an issue with not promoting black artists and that the Grammys is very white and not recognizing talent like Beyonce. And it seems pointed at this point of time that it's like, that's a different kind of criticism to being like, you know, professionally, if people are trying to measure their careers against this Mm. marker. Yeah. And you just, and she uses that opportunity as she's just won another award to pick up a new, like basically to start the the press junket for the next awards now. Yeah. You would just feel deflated because it's like anything I do, no matter if I like her or not, if I work with her, it's not going to do anything to my career because she's just going to win it all. And like, that must be really bumming to like find out but like you said it's it's this it's an arena that we don't know anything about we just comment on and we just look at we're not musicians trying to get into the grammys there's like (laughs) there's one clip and i think kind of it's been debunked now that olivia olivia rodrigo and taylor swift had this massive falling out i was seeing this as well not that it was a falling out but that like taylor swift in a kind of like facebook meta way has just sort of subsumed all other artists and has like worked collaboratively with them and worked on different albums and stuff with different people like yeah. Lana Del Rey. And so that they're not really that kind of threat to her core audience, which yes. is teenage girls. However, she is also a woman that's in like her mid thirties mm-hmm. who is still trying to capture the zeitgeist of teenage girls yeah. because that's her core audience and what it was has always been. And that teenage girls grow out of that age group but they love taylor swift because of the nostalgia and how much she like resonates with them so they will always love her she's got like three generations of teenage girls who are now like either her age our age or like the age below us livia rodrigo is capturing that because she's closer in age to teenage girls teenage girldom has a different kind of sound is she not She's still a teenager. She, if Bloody she's not, hell. she's only just not. So talented. These women are so talented. Anyway, I think that's an interesting take because I think early days there were some suggestions that Taylor Swift was trying to like cross pollinate the audiences. Well, she, th- well, I would believe they had a falling out because yeah. early in the career of Olivia Rodrigo, all she does is talk about her love of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift takes her under her wing. Mm. But then, whether it's Taylor Swift's lawyers or Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo puts out a song, I can't remember which song it was, but Taylor Swift or her lawyers are like, <laughs> that sounds a lot like my song. And now she gets 50% of like- Does she? Yeah. I can't remember, I'll have to look into it. But, oh my God. And then like suddenly, she like Olivia Rodrigo doesn't talk about that's like don't meet your heroes because <laughs> they'll yeah. sue you for half of your royalties yeah literally um <laughs> what the hell let me just double check that but so she looks annoyed in the audience even though people have like debunked that they had falling yeah. out like and i think but i don't know i don't know if i believe it like i could yeah. see that she'd be like oh okay so you're going to continue to make however much yeah. money and the thing is like of course songs are going to sound like yours because you won't stop making songs like <laughs> yeah. you, like we don't have a chance to have songs that don't sound like yours um mm. so it was it's 
Supposedly, apparently, Olivia Rodrigo has given a huge percentage of royalties amounting to millions of dollars to Taylor Swift and Hayley Williams, among others, after retroactively giving them credits on some of her most popular songs. This is a teenage girl. God. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but like millions of what she made. Um, So it was songs from the album Sour. So First album. Yeah. Good for you. Apparently, has a lot of similarities to Misery Business by Paramore, so they got oh. some of that. Um, so then, Haley Williams was given songwriting credits retroactively. Wow. Yeah, and then Taylor Swift has now got credits on Deja Vu. I think. Oh my god. No, it can't. Be. Oh, Cruel Summer. It was something. Yeah. This edition was apparently down to. Hmm. It was reported that she added Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent to the credits of Deja Vu because supposedly it interpolates Cruel Summer. Wow. And so now they've got writing credits on that. That's but they didn't... wild. And I just don't, like, again, it's this um, billboard estimated that for Deja Vu, Swift, Antonoff, and Clark, which is St. Vincent, yeah. would receive a combined share of 50% with Rodrigo. <gasps> oh, so, Olivia! <laughs> but also, like, if there's this... I don't know how much, to be honest, of Olivia Rodrigo's music Olivia Rodrigo writes. So I right. get the impression a lot of it. Yeah. But if you're a teenage girl and you've been yeah. obsessed with Taylor Swift, it's not hard to imagine that it might mm. sound a bit like Taylor Swift. Because of the influence that yeah. she's had. And, like, you, I just look at her, like, you would just... I just looked at her face as it was announced and she's like smiling, but you know, there's like nothing behind the <laughs> eyes. A tea. I'm not like putting, I'm not, you know, you know, what is it? Putting women against other women. No. Um, they might be fine. They might have nothing. Yeah. Against each other. Mm. But you can see why it might be a bit like, yeah. I'm giving you 50% of what I make from this song. Yeah. And you're literally creating album after album after album. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what I do because you're just going to like dominate. We're all just fighting for second place, which there isn't in this game. <laughs> um, and then there was also um, talk about the name of the album. <laughs> yeah. Which is Tortured Post Department. Tortured Post Department, which is too many syllables, in my opinion. <laughs> it just sounds stupid. Um, I'm like, how, Taylor, how tortured are you? Like, like I don't I don't believe it well, in your private jet. From, oh yeah. Supposedly it comes from the name of the group chat that Joanne wins in. But even this, so like she said it's I been I can't remember what the name of the she's group been, chat is. It's like Tortured Artist Society, I think they called with it. Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is such like makes me warm to him by the fact that he's friends with Andrew Scott. Yeah, well, this is. I'll, I'll, sorry to interrupt, but I think before you go on, like my thoughts are like yeah. clearly this is going to be about Joel, and maybe it won't actually. It's not out yet, so we don't know. But like the thought is that it's going to be about him, and I like I don't know their relationship. I'm not going to say like he was the best boyfriend. I don't mm. know the situation, and I'm not going to like subscribe to the criticism of like Taylor Swift can't write about her ex boyfriends. Of course she can. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Do it. Like you should be able to express what's happened to you in yeah. song. But I just think we've done an episode on him. I can't remember if it was on Patreon or if it was main podcast. I don't know. You can probably find it. And he just comes across so shy. Yeah. Like, he comes across as not enjoying that level of fame. And no. just very reserved. 
So I don't think the fact, because people compare the fact that he never spoke about her, posted about mm. her, like did all these big gestures. Travis Kelsey. And they compare it to Travis Kelsey, <laughs> who like clearly seems very well suited to yeah. Taylor Swift because he wants to do that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's like reason enough to be like, this guy's a shitty boyfriend no. because he didn't want to do things that are out of his character. Yeah. He's probably a shitty boyfriend for her because they're not yeah. a good match. But yeah. again, like also... That's pretty English behavior. Like, totally. I don't. I think it's maybe like a cultural thing that I don't like. <laughs> that seems quite normal to me. Yeah. I think that's much more normal. Yeah. Than like the someone claiming love after like two. Not that that's what her and Travis Kelsey are doing, but like it's after very two PDA. weeks being like, "Well, that's my boyfriend." <laughs> like, I just yeah. think like the, I understand the reservedness more. Yeah. yeah. And also. You know, who's spoken up about wanting a seat spar in Palestine on her birthday? <laughs> because he knew that people were going to be yeah. going to his Instagram account, so yeah. he was like, "I'll use this," or I like to think yes. he thought he'd use the opportunity for some good. Yeah, he signed early days like the yeah. ceasefire letter. So completely, I don't know. I, it's just difficult. Like I don't. I think the album will be great. I'm sure it'll be wonderful, and I'm sure this Track time next is... year, not for me, but like this time next year, I'm sure we'll be in the same situation yeah. where we're like, "She's done it again. Well done." <laughs> yeah. But I just hope that it doesn't come to a point of like, it goes into the real world and he's mm. getting a lot of hate from it. Yeah. Like, unless he genuinely was like the worst person ever. Yeah. We don't know what goes on in a relationship. But the we're spec- not there. The speculation about like someone's character and like, I think you're right. You should be able to express yourself through art from what you went through Absolutely. entirely. I've got no issue with it. But we know how rabid swifties can be and i think if it's like you said a very reserved person i mean he is a celebrity as well i'm not trying to but be like oh feel sorry for him but i don't yeah exactly but he didn't like i think there's one thing to be a celebrity and one thing to have taylor swift fame yeah like what is joel and been in like he was in um conversations with friends conversations with friends like smaller roles like he yeah. wouldn't be that he'd have the sort of fame that um like you know, like the whole cast of Sex Education. Yes. Like that's yeah. sort of level of fate. Or Definitely. like you know, yeah, the guy that plays Adam in Sex Education. See, I can't even think of his yes. name. Yes. If he hadn't dated, who's Taylor a very Swift. good actor, and I yeah. think he's great. Yeah. But if he hadn't dated Taylor Swift, I think he'd have that level of fame. Yeah. Where if you saw him and things, you'd be like, oh, great, it's him. But you wouldn't have come up with his name like on the no. tip of your tongue. He will always be Adam from Sex Education, even though he had a minor role in Barbie. He's done so many things. I actually think he's great. Like <laughs> he's whenever a great I see him, this is what I mean. Whenever I see him, I'm like, that actor is so good. Yeah. He was in like, was he not in the movie version of Emma? Yes, he was. Yeah, like he comes. Was oh he? yeah, he's the farmer. Yeah, like he comes up in yeah. things. And I'm always so happy to see him. Yes, but I don't yeah. know his name. No. Like if you said it to me, I'd be like, oh, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of it. Like I just think that's the fame Joel Wynn would have had, and I think that's much easier to. It's cope like with. small British circles. Yeah. Maybe do some indie films, do something like that. But like you're right, Taylor Swift fame it's is just different. a different it's level. Like everywhere you go, someone recognizes you. Yeah. You can never escape that recognition. And you can't escape her. You can't escape people talking about it. You can't escape any of that. So I think, yeah, this new album is um, interesting as much as it can be and you're miffed there's no reputation taylor's version yeah like i'm obviously happy she's got a new album again like i'm very happy for it i'm just saying like no one take it out into the real world and go and like message someone about some <laughs> lyrics in her song like we can appreciate both things like her yeah. new- again she is well within her rights to write about her life experiences she is however i saw on the morning after the grammys people being like oh new album new album new album and i was like of course reputation mm. 
Taylor Swift version. Um, no. So where's that? Where's that? Because that's all I cared about. That is what I wanted. And people don't like that album. But you I do. always forget the way she described it in the like time person of the year. Oh, yeah. Thing like post-feminist. Post-punk <laughs> like, feminist post-punk. and rage or something random. And that's just my vibe like in the daytime. <laughs> What's your nighttime vibe? Sleep. Sleepy. Yeah, just like some calm. <laughs> like calm music. In the day, I'm like, ah. Like, no one wants to go, like, no one wants to get to Angry. the evening and it's like someone screaming, like, no. oh, everyone's terrible. <laughs> but, like, in the morning, it's like, oh, yeah, you've kind of got to have a little bit of motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I enjoy that. That's fair. Mm. Anyway, so I think that's everything about the Grammys. Yeah, I don't think there was anything. It was weirdly eventful. Weirdly eventful. Yeah, I think so. I think it was. But yeah, I think it it was better than other years. I definitely preferred this Grammys to most other Grammys, to be honest. There were just things that you could be like, oh, I'm happy for them. Like, I think Mm. a lot of the time we go, oh, it's annoying they've done this. Or like, we're annoyed they've got this because they're... But I think it was a nice, like, the amount, like, boy genius, um... The amount of female representation of people that won was really yeah. heartening to see. Exactly. So let us know your thoughts on the Grammy. Do you agree with us? Are you excited for Taylor's new album? Um, not long to wait now. Only about two months, <laughs> and then they'll be. And then we'll all be doing this all over again. Yeah. <laughs> also, like I don't think the Super Bowl's not happened yet, so I think by the time tonight, yeah, when this comes out, it'll have been after. The- she'll have jetted over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation but anyway uh, let's know your thoughts and thank you so much for listening goodbye